At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. This episode is brought to you by our patrons like Tebow to Shooter, who support the show on a monthly basis. Join the club and get patron-only bonus stories, stickers, and more. Sign up today at patreon.com slash thatstoryshow. What's up, guys? Y'all are listening to That Story Show. Are you sure about that? Yeah, I am sure about that, actually. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. I, I am that guy. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes sir. sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey! This is that story show, people. Hallelujah! Hey, who's hey, cooking pizza? I turned into a bat. I flew into this sweet house. <laughs> I left her some guano. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, podcast people, this is That Story Show, where we're telling hilarious real-life stories and inviting you to do the same. This is episode 390, brought to you the week of September 17th, 2021. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison, and my good friend is here. Hey, I'm John, and I didn't start the fire. It was always burning since the world's been turning. Oh, good deal. I was wondering who started yeah. the fire, but it wasn't you. It was, it was Billy Joel. He started. No. No, I guess he didn't either, because he said he didn't. There's only the song. two songs of his I like, and it's one of them yeah. is that one, and the other one is Piano Man, and the rest of them can just go somewhere. Hmm. What wh- about The Lion Sleeps Tonight? Didn't he do that one? Did he? I don't know. Probably not. He, he probably did a cover it of came it. came out before. Yeah. That's an old song, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Stand by for hate mail towards John for not knowing when that song came out and fun stuff. Nobody ever sends mail um, about you except nice stuff. They, they, <laughs> well, thanks. They love you so much. and um, <laughs> That's nuts. They just call you fart boy is all they yeah, do. Yeah, that's, that's it's the downside. A compliment, I suppose. I, no, it's not really that guy. It's not a compliment, John. It's, it's, it's your legacy, though. So I'm afraid hope so. You, hope you're happy with it. We always start mm-hmm. with a story. This is called Scared Straight. It's from Kale in Redmond, Washington. He says, hi, James and Fart Boy. No, he didn't. Uh, right. See, there we go. He's <laughs> Fart Boy. Uh, I've been listening since near the beginning, but I have yet to send in a story. It only took him 15 years. Wow. What? I'm going to rectify that now, so I hope you enjoy. This story p- takes place about six months ago when my son was 10 years old my daughter was 14. My son was going through one of those, I'm not going to go to bed when I'm supposed to phases. I, and, and first of all, I'd like to point out that I don't think that's a phase. I think <laughs> that's their entire life. Like from the moment yeah. they are born, 
They're, yep. They just they start doing that. Well, anyway, uh, we would do our bedtime routine and we would say good night. And once he thought the clo- coast was clear, what he'd do is try to sneak into my daughter's room and scare her. But he was terrible at it and never successful. And it would only end up irritating her. After about a week of this, I decided it was time for for me to intervene. I went into my daughter's room after one of his attempts. I chatted with with her for a bit, and then I went in and had a chat with my son, and I told him that I would give him a dollar if he could successfully scare her. So he got up (laughs) super quietly while I waited in his room, and he snuck his way into the hall and into her door, and he was so quiet that I couldn't even tell he was there, and I knew he was. He quietly crawled into her room. The foot of her bed was facing the door and, and had an open end on it. So he slowly made his way under the bed. And as he did this, the plan that I already put together was enacted. My daughter, who was told what to do, waited for her little brother under the bed. It was pitch black and he had no idea what was going on. As he made his way to the middle of the bed, she reached out, tapped him on the shoulder, and said, Hi. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He screamed suddenly <laughs> and loudly and ran from her room. She and I laughed for 10 minutes straight, and we still laugh when we talk about it to this day. Since then, he has not tried to sneak into a room. I guess my plan worked. Hope you enjoyed the story, Kale from Redmond, Washington. That's a good idea. That's awesome. Sounds a little bit like entrapment, huh? Yeah, it does. Um, give you a dollar because I know what's going to happen. There's different parenting styles, I guess, because th- this is yeah, a yeah. good one. You know, one one type of parent would have just gone in and said, son, you need to stop. You're going to stop or we're going to start moving your bedtime up, you know, to where it used to be when you were little or something like that. And then parenting <laughs> type two is this parent that says, hey, I'll give you a dollar now that I've made up this whole thing to catch you in the act and teach you a lesson. And then there's my parenting style, which would be like, uh, hey, look, little man, uh, you don't want to go under her bed because the devil's under there. <laughs> so. And then there's my parenting style that, that has so much junk underneath the bed, you can't even get under it. Yeah. So there's that. I used to try to s- stick a bunch of stuff under my bed um, when yeah. I was a kid to, to try to talk myself out of the man with the axe. I always had a man with an axe <laughs> under my bed. And, uh, and he couldn't get past the covers, but if you stuck your foot or your hand over the edge, he would swing the ax and cut it off even with the edge of the bed of the mattress there. Um, but I would stuff stuff underneath and, and that would work until I'd be laying in bed and my mind would go, no, no. What he did is he hollowed out a spot and he left all the stuff in front (laughs) looking the same. And at any time he could just shove his hand through and chop that, that that beast off and, and touch you. Yeah. So mm. it, it didn't work for me very well. Well, let's rewind. I, what? Do it. Oh, oh, okay. Rewind let's it. rewind it. Rewinding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the man under the bed. Uh, it's not real. Yeah, I used to say prayers with my daughter at night, and I would say, dear Jesus, please, this, that, and the other, and I'd go through the whole thing, and please don't let the devil under the bed get her tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, and, man. <laughs> so. What? Yeah, I know. In 10 bad. years, she's going to have her own podcast, and she's going to talk about how her dad used to do that. Yeah, yeah. The, the story continues. I tell all the stories about my mom and my family, and she'll tell all the ones about hers. It's just the way it's supposed to be, so. 
Yeah, it was yeah. pretty. It was pretty, um, pretty comical, fun, loving dad. You know, not evil in any way. So no, no. Um. So anyway, my weekly rewind uh, actually took place a few weeks ago when I was on vacation in uh, Colorado. Uh, I was laying there in bed, and the and the, and it was so great that the temperatures in Colorado it would be warm during the day. Mm. Uh, it would be chilly it would be in the 60s at night so you would open nice. the windows and just let all that cool air in it had the ceiling fan going yeah i love the room being cold just really cold yeah and nice uh, mountain air coming through yeah i'm laying yeah. there i'm slowly kind of waking up but just relaxing and all of a sudden i hear this ah! i'm like what the freak <laughs> is that i mean it was right outside the window it sounded like a, a human making noises you know just uh, i was like what in the world and then and so but but you know it wasn't enough to get up because but then it happened again oh what in the world is it dogs is it is it some sort of wildlife what in the world i go i i I go over the window in my undies and i kind of pull the, the the shade aside and daggummit if there ain't not just one crow but two giant crows sitting out there <laughs> having a conversation and right on cue when i'm like and it's so loud and so clear and and so obvious after that of what i was hearing yeah. um so i'm like get out of here you stupid crows and they both looked at me like, who's this guy? You know, and how rude are you? We're clearly having a morning conversation here. Yeah. They didn't What's move. Your problem? They weren't What's scared. It's on. Yeah. So I, I kind of hit, I started whacking on the window frame. Like, get out of here, you stupid crows. I'm, tr- I'm trying to sleep. And, and, <laughs> and they just looked at me and didn't move. And, and, and I didn't really? know what to do. So I just started going, they didn't like that at all so they flew away and so i'm here to share some news about crows is they don't they don't care for gibberish if you start talking crazy talk to them they will leave (laughs) this man is clearly insane let's go let's go i mean we only have one word in our vocabulary which is call but you know if so uh, you know slamming my fist against the door or in the window ledge didn't work talking and yelling at them didn't work but going man did the trick so well maybe good to know maybe maybe it works for other lbbs too one of the many tools of the devil Mm. so next time you're Mm. you're dealing with somebody in traffic and they roll their window down and they're yelling at you. Maybe you just roll your window down and go. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> ten that bucks. That guy needs. Ten bucks says. Clearly it, insane. It, yeah. Yes. Ten, ten bucks says it gets rid of them. So, you know. Okay. Yeah, ten yeah. bucks, you say. Yeah. I'm gonna tr- well, I don't want to try that around here. <laughs> yeah. Scary. You know, when I was in college uh, in, in Florida, we had crows all over the place. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I would hear them calling and it from where I would be standing, I thought somebody was shouting my name from, you know, across the quad or something. And I'd be looking around like, who keeps calling me? Because it sounded like, John, John. Oh, it it was so weird up close. It did not sound like a 
like a crow. I mean, I don't know that I'd ever heard a crow up close before, you know? So, (laughs) but it was, it was ridiculously loud and they were right next to each other. I was like, you guys can talk in an inside voice, you know? Yeah. Use your inside voice, you jerks. Oh, but yeah, if you, if you just gibberish at them for a little bit, scares them right off. So, Hmm. so try that, try that around your life. You know, if your kids come up to you, parents, and they're just like, mom, 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 mom. mom. You can just go. Never mind, mother. I think I'll go somewhere else. I think you need a moment to yourself. I need a new mommy. So. (laughs) Mom's possessed. I have to go pray in the next room for a new mom. (laughs) So. Go to Target, mom. Let's take a break. Let's go get a get a, a a blind box and and chill i don't know <laughs> whatever you can yeah. they sell they sell bo- wine boxes boxes of wine, wine at at uh, target? target yeah <laughs> well they sell it in bottles there too at i least know at the but one, i didn't up, but, but there's the little boxes though well, it's like, like a juice, juice box <laughs> size <laughs> <laughs> and and it's the equivalent of like three glasses of wine so they're Whoa. not as small as juice boxes but I was just kind of tickled by that. I, I never that noticed. Kind of funny like, thought. Somebody, somebody's just taking these to the head to, to face the world somewhere, you know? Just, I don't um, know. Uh, yeah, you pull up for a date and you hand them over a little box of wine. Yeah, you're going to need this. This is, this is classy right here, my friend. Uh, this, is, this is where this is, it just goes up from here. It just gets better. So yeah. Let's go buy some hot dogs. And, uh, also got some mac and cheese that goes in the microwave. We're going to rent a movie on VHS today. <laughs> Betamax. We're, we're watching both tapes of Titanic. With, with the naughty parts recorded over. <laughs> <laughs> I borrowed it from my mom. Yeah. <laughs> That's the date with James and John right there. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, that's like my tweet. Might be some popcorn. I had a weird tweet idea this week, and it totally bombed. But everybody's talking about we're under a mask mandate, you know. And and I really? and I kind of broke that down. And yeah, because in St. Louis we have to wear masks uh, oh. to go to restaurants and in public places and stuff like that. And uh, and I was like, mask mandate. You know that that would be kind of <laughs> weird. I'm, see, see, I'm already married. <laughs> I don't want to go on a date with a masked man. So. You know, and is uh, it one of those like uh, Mexican wrestlers? What do they call those guys with the? Oh yeah, they wear those masks. Yeah, the mucha lucha uh, luchadors. That's it. Lucha luchador. <laughs> a masked man date is also a luchador surprise. <laughs> so I don't want to go on a date with a masked man. So, no thanks. So I'm 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 busy that night. So anyway, but that's my weekly update plus a bunch of garbage. So what what about you? Well, speaking of uh, masks, I uh, uh, I was uh, on my way to work the other morning, okay. and uh, you know I've got this. I, I'm going to complain. I've probably done this before, but I have this stupid roundabout where I live. It's just ridiculous. One one day it was not there, and it was just a four way stop. And the next day, somebody had came in over the middle of the night and created this roundabout that nobody knows how to use. Ugh. It's ridiculous. It's like. You got to yield to the person on your right. Yeah. That's, that's Nobody just knows to your left, I mean. Yeah. yeah. Nobody knows how to do that. They're like, well, do I stop? I don't know. There's things here, and I just don't know. I'm going to pull out in front of you. Well, that's usually what happens. But um, 
Sorry, I didn't mean to go off on that tangent, but it's a stupid roundabout. <laughs> it apparently bothers traffic. you. Yeah. It does because traffic gets so far backed up. And uh, I mean, it does move like a, a, a line at Disney, but it's still not that great. But I, I, was, uh, I was a couple cars behind this dude that had a, a, a big sticker on the back of his truck window. Mm. Um, and, and it said, suit up, Nero. And I'm like, what does that even mean? What does suit up Nero mean? Yeah. And I, I just, you know, I didn't think much of it. I thought, well, maybe I'll Google it later because apparently it's important enough to put on the back of your truck window. It's some kind of meme you don't get. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right, right. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm not redneck enough to get it. But um, I, I got through the roundabout and, and found myself not too far behind this, this guy and, and, or girl. I don't know who was driving. But um, they were they were going to turn off to the left, and I, I was able to pass pass by them. And uh, I, I realized I'm at the age where I really should wear glasses more often because <laughs> it didn't say "suit up, Nero." It said "shut up, nerd." <laughs> uh, which still I don't know wh- why that's important enough to put on the back of your truck window. <laughs> but "shut up, nerd" uh, also looks like "suit up, Nero." <laughs> suit up, Nero. Um, yeah. <laughs> So both of them are a conundrum to me. So if you're if you have that sticker on the back of your vehicle, and um, and it I want to make a T-shirt please. now that says "Suit up, Nero," and all of suit us, up, Nero. all of us in the show will know it means "Shut up, nerd." Shut up, nerd. Oh well, yeah, that's good. We could do that. Suit up, Nero. Suit up, Nero. Suit up. I was like, is Nero some new superhero or? I don't. I didn't know. I, I'm. I guess I'm. I'm just old. I don't know what to say anymore. Oh, but um. But yeah, what, so. what was the logic behind the, the the person that bought the the bought the sticker though? You know, they're just, yeah. they're just in a, a shut up stop nerd. somewhere. You know, I, I don't know because I don't even know where they sell bumper stickers anymore. But you know, a truck stop, gas station kind of ba- place hmm. has them usually. And and they they well, saw all the 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 racy ones and they moved past those and said, oh, I'm gonna get this one. This one's right here because <laughs> that and Christian bookstores are the only ones that sell bumper stickers that I know of. And the Christian bookstores well, just have you know my boss is a Jewish carpenter kind of stuff, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, the sad thing is, it wasn't bumper sticker size. It was like it was like somebody made it on a cricket size. It was oh. it was kind of good. It was kind of good sized on the back of their window. Shut up, it. nerd! That's <laughs> suit up, Nero. Suit up, Nero. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to use that one. <laughs> I got two. I got two things for the LBBs. I got I got gibberish talking. And and somebody you know pull rose down a window and like hey what do you think you're doing blah, 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 blah. And I'm gonna be like suit up Nero <laughs> suit up Nero suit up hope you're okay <laughs> <laughs> that was a reference you to a few right. shows ago so yeah I that's why I laughed like an idiot yeah, because I am that idiot uh, hope you're okay suit up are Nero you good man I know you just killed me but are you okay are you all right. Uh, we got some listener email here. It says uh, it's from Loner, a guy named Loner. He's from uh, he's from the Discord. He says, I love the podcast. I am homeschooled in middle school, oh. and I have glasses. Oh. P.S. My brother loves Red School Bus. Loner. Welcome. It, that is exactly how I imagine our entire audience, matter of fact, is <laughs> they love the show. They're all homeschooled in middle school, 
and they have glasses. And so I'm always surprised when they happen to be female, um, when they happen to be over the age of 19 um, (laughs) or even 15 for that matter. And uh, it it blows me away. But we have quite a few adults as well. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when they used to send in stories. Do you remember those? Now it's yeah. now it's all teenagers and kids. Teenagers sending in stories, huh? Yeah. We have the occasional college student that will send in a story. That and- is true. That is true. So uh, you're just let, I just want to open the doors there for everybody. Um, send in your stories uh, when you're thinking about it. Write them up. We love them. Email them um, to James at nlcast.com or that story show at gmail.com. and uh, you can. You can record them if you want to read them and, and record them or say them or whatever. Um, people ask though, what are the what are the rules? And it's usually around four hundred words, four hundred fifty words, um, or three minutes if you read it out loud. That'd be about the length yeah. there. Um, so you know, ten minutes if I'm reading. If <laughs> if you send a big old <laughs> giant story, like a big wall of text, it's probably not going to make it on the show. We got to keep things. Keep things moving. We got an iTunes review. Yeah. Speaking of moving, uh, b- brought to you by mypodcastreviews.com. It's called, uh, this was titled Perfection. And this is Ooh. from Hello, You're a Nice Person. This podcast is well. a thing of beauty, he says, and a joy forever. I'm on the second wow. episode. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all downhill from there. Yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Let me, let, why don't you wait a little while before you review the show and give us such a raving, you know, review? <laughs> Because you may hate us. <laughs> may hate us in, in a In about two more hours. episodes, you're going to be like, these guys are morons. Give him another 45 oh. minutes, and then he's done. He's done with the show. <laughs> this is hilarious, though. Clean enough to be listened to without headphones or by oh. the 11-year-old writing this review. It's unmoralized. <laughs> I made that word up. Enough to be incredibly funny and unregulated enough to not have a sense of mandatory fun. I don't I don't know what that means, but it. it thank you. Um, that's a that's heavy words for an 11 year old yeah yeah all in all infinity out of 10 best podcast wow. ever and i hope jojo the christian clown is executed by escape escapism uh if you don't know look it up but only if you have a good stomach and you are over eight hello mm. you're a nice person that's who that's from so i Staffism. hope jojo is executed wow wow that's harsh yeah uh well, hey, uh, hello, you're a nice person. Make sure you skip the episode that's done by JoJo. Yeah. Because was, you would not. Dark, that's a dark episode for me. <laughs> it was a dark day when I had to, when I had to do that. Oh, so, you know why God. that happened? It's because somebody told me early in my podcast career that if you miss a week, if you skip an episode, you will lose your audience. And so wow. I was absolutely at the time convinced that I couldn't take an episode off. Otherwise, we would lose us all. And man, if there's anything this show has proven, it's it's that I I can definitely skip a show here and there if I need yeah. to. Uh, but yeah, so I sat down and and did a JoJo episode, and it's and I don't even remember which one it is, or even if it's still up on the feed, because yeah, oh, really? Might, might be might be a hidden yeah. hidden episode somewhere, huh? Yeah, I don't know. I which remember one it's it after is. the David era because you had. Right. Many guest hosts during that time, and JoJo is one of them. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. that was rough. Oh. That was rough. Anyway, um, let's uh, let let let's do some. Speaking of the old days, um, I had someone send in a clip of one of our 
first stories ever told on the podcast really? and it's called hallelujah and yeah. so i figured i would uh uh run some algorithms on it clean it up a little bit make it sound a little more uh today and and play it for you guys today so if you don't mind i this story is our featured story let me tell y'all a story Story. And it's called Hallelujah. So here we go. So uh, what what what's our featured story today? Our featured story is we call it Hallelujah. And basically, when James first moved to Kansas City, uh, he bought a ha- well, not when he first moved, but when he first got his new house in uh, in Kansas City. Here, uh, we, he needs some help doing some stuff around the house. So we were in the bathroom uh, tearing a uh, door trimming out and all this stuff. And um, well, let me let me tell you that what what was going on. I had just recently gotten back from a missions trip to Mexico, and I had oh met, yes, I, I had met several people, including a, a Mexican pastor that, that obviously spoke nothing but Spanish, very very limited English, and had a Spanish speaking congregation. And I had the opportunity to go and, and just help them out, help them build their church and stuff. But I was telling David how people in in Mexico don't pronounce. Uh, the J's in their words, like Juan instead of like, you know, somebody ignorant would say John, you know, mm-hmm. uh, except this pastor. And I don't know if it's all uh, if it's just a Spanish culture, Christian, you know, people that go to church would say this. But when he would say the word hallelujah, he would pronounce the J. I don't know how hallelujah is spelled, but it's something like J-A-H at the end. So instead of hallelujah, this pastor would say hallelujah. Yeah, so so James, you know, informed me of all this, and we're sitting there tearing the door trimming off, and he's like, "David told me the whole story." He's like, and he's saying, "Hallelujah," and then he keeps going, "Hallelujah," and he gets and he gets louder and louder, "Hallelujah," and the thing is, baby, baby. I start laughing my butt off. So I'm singing just like that. Yeah, so I get up, and I'm walking down the hallway and laughing. I'm still singing. In the background. So, so go ahead and do like a very low hallelujah, and I'll keep telling the story. So he's singing in the background. I'm walking down. You can hear in the background. And then I'm walking past the front door, and this guy pokes his head into the door. It was the pest control guy. So I'm trying to stop laughing and talk to this guy, and James is doing this in the background. And I'm trying to figure out, what do I say? I can't stop laughing. Tell the guy what's going on. So I'm like, come in. Follow me in. He's like, are you sure? I was like, yeah. Okay, and this is where I had to take over, because I'm standing in the sink in the bathroom, fixing the bathroom, and I'm singing at the top of my lungs. Suddenly, my brother appears in the doorway, red face, tears streaming down his face, laughing at anything. So I'm like, man, I'm really funny. I'm making this dude laugh. Gets so I just go, hallelujah! And that's when he steps to the side and the freaking pest control man with the weirdest look on his face steps in the room. And I'm just going, hallelujah. He's like, oh, yeah, I forgot you're supposed to come today. I just said, dude, I'm stupid. (laughs) It's still funny. Yeah. Because you can still see it happening, even though you've grown through all this. It'll happen. It was so embarrassing, man. And I don't ever get embarrassed, but boy, oh my gosh. And you can tell he was so uncomfortable, too, at the same time. Like, 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what am I walking into? Why is this? Why is this happening? Why is this religious experience that I want no part of? To, why is this happening to me? So, oh, I forgot you were coming today. Yeah, <laughs> I, I totally did. And my stupid brother didn't even warn me. He didn't. No. He, he just laughing. He could. He, he, he was just so caught up in the stupidity of the whole situation. He couldn't say anything. Oh man. And 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 for the first yeah. time there, I can tell what people are saying. They say my voice has changed. It, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I have more of a radio voice now. Um, well, that was a I long time ago. Yeah, it was. That was. I'm sure I sound different. That hopefully. was that was 2006, <laughs> 2007. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mercy. Well, anyway, let's uh, let's put that one away and let's do some listener <laughs> stories. All right, today's stories are sponsored by BetterHelp.com. What interferes with your happiness? Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment. It is so convenient. You can communicate in other twenty in under 24 hours with your very own uh, uh, counselor that you choose yourself. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling. There's people that will work with you. It's more affordable than traditional online on offline counseling, and financial aid is available. The service is available for clients worldwide, and there's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in your area. And I want you to start living a happier life today. So as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash that story show. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash that story show. And thanks, BetterHelp, for sponsoring uh, so many episodes of that story show. We appreciate it. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Let's get right into it. This is called Security Scare by TJ Bunkall, and it goes like this. Um, I currently work for my university as a carpet cleaner. I work from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m., so it's not too bad. We were finishing up cleaning the IT department, and we were moving our steamer and hoses to clean the security department across the hall. And my team uh, lead was telling me how cleaning security works, as I'm only six weeks into the job. He was telling me that the security was way over the top, which was unbelievable because my university has a lot of COVID restrictions. Or No, it was Mm. believable because the university has a lot of COVID restrictions, despite how the mask requirements being lifted for much of the surrounding area. So why not security? He was telling me that each time we enter the security uh, area, the guards strip search us. And he said that we would have to strip <laughs> butt naked. So they'd be sure we weren't carrying knives or anything. And I was, I was totally eating this up. I, I 100% believed him. He went on to say that one of his friends works in security and that there's even an armory with assault rifles and handguns. 
Apparently, this friend had to be woken in the middle of the night to search all the buildings on campus for a bomb threat. And this threat was a hoax, but it still convinced me that our security was high tech. It was like a mini oh. SWAT force. So in addition to all that, yeah. I'm not very good with sarcasm or, po- or poker faces. Uh, some people are just that way. And I was concerned. <laughs> and I asked why security was so much higher here than like at an airport. And I asked why they'd be bothered with such security measures when the door would have to be open for all the hoses that snaked back to the truck. And his response was, welcome to this university. Nothing makes sense here. So I bought it. Hook, line, and sinker. This isn't an unusual exclamation to hear here, by the way. Uh, Dating and getting married in your early 20s isn't uncommon here. And a friend of mine got married back in March, and they're now expecting a baby, and he's only 21. Must be oh. a Christian college. <laughs> so. It's got to be. <laughs> Ring by spring or your money back. That's right. So accepting my lead's response, I started cleaning the security hallway. My thinking was that once I rounded the corner, then I would see the metal detectors and all the security equipment. And I was maybe two thirds down that hall when my lead asked if they had searched me yet. And I said skeptically that they hadn't. In a solemn tone, he told me, you're one of the lucky ones. That's when he and my other coworkers started laughing. They busted up. They said that they had been pulling my chain the entire time. Oh, man. I did a mental face palm, and I laughed it off. But it turns out that the armory bit of the tall tale was true. But they didn't strip search us for each entry. So, yeah, that's what happens when 20-somethings kids get bored. I'm way too gullible. Hopes this makes oh, it on the show. TJ Bunkall, Rexburg, Ohio, Idaho, not Iowa <laughs> or Indiana or Illinois. James messed it up all that last time. So sorry. Sorry. Oh, well that uh, we, we were, th- this one should surprise us because this is a college student writing in this story. Yeah. So. yeah. Or, or that age group at least. So and I would Bunkall. I wouldn't have let him off the hook so easy. I would have just kept him going. I'm, have they yeah. strip searched you yet? No. Okay. Well, um, just expect it any time. Then <laughs> just walk It'll away. Be happening soon. It will be happening soon. They will just grab you by the back of the shirt and tear off your shirt, and that's, that's when you'll know. <laughs> oh man! Uh, Did I ever tell you? That reminded me of something. I don't know. I don't think I ever told this. So after nine eleven, I was working on a on a. Um, a government facility mm-hmm. and like all of our security protocols changed overnight because of nine 11. And, um, and I, I got, I was in charge of communications for this, this, this program that we used. And so I would constantly be sending out messages to people from all over the country. Um, you know, people that used our application. And so I would also send notes to the developers and, uh, and on the same thing on the same mass mailing. And one of the developers wrote me back and said, "Hey, so uh, did you enjoy your body cavity search oh. today?" And it didn't go to just me; <laughs> it went to everybody across the company. And I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I, had, I, had to, I had to email him in a separate note that said, "Hey, um, that went to all the state the health departments." By the way, ah. Uh, <laughs> he was mortified. <laughs> I had to send out another note that said, 
Please forgive us for this communication. <laughs> yeah, I it bet you would. I bet you would. You would put little angel gifts in there that oh. would be animated and stuff. You're floating around. Please forgive us. Heart, heart, heart. Sad face, sad face. It was an accident. <laughs> I'm just glad I wasn't the one that said that because I'm sure that I would have been guilty of it. Oh, oh gosh. sorry. Yeah. No, that's hilarious. Oh, man. Oh. Well, oh, hey, I got a story to read here. Yeah, get on the program. Right. I'm, I'm all talking about myself. I'm sorry. This, this is a great story called Guarded Mark. It comes to us from someone named Henry. Henry says, I'm a middle schooler. I, a middle schooler, invited one of my friends to go see a movie with me. My mother arranged the plans with the parents of this friend, who we shall call Mark. All right, Mark. The thing about Mark is that he grew up uh, in a very guarded environment and wasn't always allowed to do things most kids his age had done several years in advance. Yeah, it sounds like me. My dad, yeah, <laughs> we could very well call this that story, couldn't we? Mm-hmm. This could easily be a story about James and John, but it's not. It's about Mark and Henry. My dad drops me off at the theater and walks me and Mark inside. And after treating us to some popcorn, he leads Mark and I to our seats and leaves. After a few minutes, Mark asked me why my, where my dad went. I, confused, told Mark that he had left and uh, was going to pick us up after the movie. I thought this was the arranged plan and that Mark uh, knew that we would be watching the movie alone and our parents would pick us up afterwards. The shocked expression on his face, however, conveyed that he uh, had been told otherwise. Mm. (laughs) After we discussed that, uh, there had been an obvious misunderstanding. We enjoyed the movie and left our seats. Once we arrived at the lobby of the theater, I saw Mark's parents. They looked around for Mark and I for my dad. I could see the realization on their faces when it clicked that my dad had left prior to the movie. Not only was I embarrassed, but my dad hadn't even arrived to pick me up yet. So I spent the next five minutes staring at the ground, feeling the judgmental stares of (laughs) Mark's parents who stuck around until my dad got there to pick me up. I can only imagine what they thought after that, but I'm pleased to say that I have since visited their house to hang out with Mark. I hope this ends up on the podcast. Hey! Henry, I, I know what you're talking about, man. Those those overprotective parents were my parents. And uh, there's no way I would have ever been able to go to somebody and meet them for a movie. First of all, movies were not something that were even done in my family at yeah. all. Like, going to the movies was not a thing. I, I, my first movie theater that I went to... The, well, I, I, say, I take that back. There were two the, theater experiences. One was Peter Pan... When I was very young, and another one was Joni. Joni, yeah, the story of Johnny Erisintata or whatever was Johnny. in the theater. Yeah, I was in a movie theater. Johnny, Johnny, the the lady that that broke her neck yeah, and paints, paints with, yeah, with her mouth. Yeah, paints with her teeth. Yeah, yeah. So wow, um, yeah, I don't know. It was like some dollar <laughs> theater, and we were the only people in there. So anyway, yeah, I I didn't go to the movies properly until I was sixteen. So, uh, wow. what was your first movie? Do you remember? I do. It was parenthood and it was terrible. It was, oh, ra- wow. it was rated, oh, yeah, yeah. It was rated PG 13. It, uh, it was not funny. It had Steve Martin in it, yeah. but it was not funny. No, it was not funny. It was not good. And it, 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 uh, raged through my, 
my little innocent brain and, and, and opened up all kinds of questions <laughs> and, and new worlds for me. Uh, stupidest movie ever. Useless, worthless film. Um, I think I saw that in the theater too. Yeah. That's yeah. Not, not the best. I, I wonder if I could go back in time, see what else was playing. I, I don't even remember why I went or who I went with, but it was not, it was not good. It wasn't a good movie. Huh. So. Wouldn't that be something if we we saw that movie together and didn't even remember? Didn't even know. He's we were, 16, yeah. We would have been... Oh, man, that would be crazy. <laughs> I just remember thinking, this is a dumb movie. Yeah. It's not funny. Yeah, it's, this isn't worth going to hell for. Because, <laughs> you know, that's what I thought at the time. I was just thinking, I want my money back. I was giving up my salvation so I could see a film. So, anyway. This is... Uh, this one's called Thanks, Braden. And it's it's just like that from, from Emmeline uh, Barnhart from Washington State. She says, so about nine years ago, my family got a dog. I already know James is not going to like this because <laughs> it's about dogs. <laughs> but anyways, we got a dog and we named him Gimli. Yeah, from the Lord of the Rings. That's and awesome. My older brother thought it would be amusing to train him to attack birds. And Ooh. might I add, he is a small mutt. So my... my uh, my brother turned him into an animal hater. So then a few <laughs> years later, we get 10 chickens and they, they got, we got the biggest chicken coop in the world. And guess, I guess that annoyed Gimli because he had the whole house and the rest of the backyard. But Gimli had uh, several times tried to kill the chickens and he almost succeeded <laughs> more than once. Now let's fast forward to a year ago. Uh, we decided to go to the mission field. So we start to prepare and everything is settled Besides, except that we couldn't find a home for Gimli. And we wanted hmm. him back, though, when we come back home to stay. So we wanted to know the people and we wanted them to, you know, agree to give him up. So finally, weeks before we left, some dog lovers in our church volunteered to take our crazy dog. So now let's go to a few weeks ago. We get pictures of Gimli weekly. And the people say that oh. they love him and that he tried eating a squirrel. But other than that, he was doing good. But then a day ago, we got a message saying that our murderous dog killed all the people's newly born kittens. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Oh, my. I wonder if I should have read this first. <clears throat> <laughs> Again, he's a very small dog. <laughs> so thanks, Brayden, for teaching Gimli to kill. And that's, oh my my, that's my story. Emmeline Barnhart. <laughs> Right in. So, wow. Yeah, funny story show, huh? I think it should be called Bad Story Show instead of That Story Show. Bad Story, That Story, That's Bad Story. It's bad wow. Story. Well, uh, we could always retell it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's you know. true. Hold on. Wait a minute. Where's my. Yeah. So, we got, a, we got an email the other day about our dog, and he was snuggling. With a Aww. bunch of newly born kittens. Aww. So good job, Braden, for trying to teach Gimli to kill, but he is he has turned his his tail and run the other direction and is in love with baby kittens and not Aww. a killer at all. At all. Yes. There we go. There Thank we you. Go. Rewriting history one story at a time. That's right. I'm glad, glad we could straighten that out for Emmeline. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's way to go. 
See, that's why that's thanks, why people Braden. write this story show. Yeah. Thanks, Braden. It's not thanks, Braden. It's thanks, Braden. Yeah. Teach a uh, dog. Well, speaking of animals, I got a story called Baby Bear comes to us from our friend Cad Mills. It's actually more of a, a letter, I'll be honest it's with a, you. It's a letter. Yeah. Okay. It's an intro uh to something special. So I'll do that. Well, it starts, it says, I've been listening to that story show slash nobody's listening for a few months now. I started with the current episodes and then went back and started at the beginning. That's, that's a unique way to do it. Yeah. And I understand that it's better to do it this way because I now understand lemons, lemons and a quarter and a dime and a nickel and a penny turning into a bat. Nickel and a dime and a quarter and a penny. But nickel and a dime and a quarter and a penny. I, yeah. Well, I was reading it as it was written. No, I understand. I'm correcting yeah. Ted. Ted. It, so, well, see, Ted. he's new. He's new. So, yeah, yeah I guess that's that's fair. Uh, I, I It felt weird coming out my mouth that way. So, I'll just be honest. But uh, he also understands, you know, the show meme of turning into a bat and so much more. Good. But the bad thing about going back is you hear things you like that you guys have stopped doing. Ah. Uh. Very early episodes had a funny song at the beginning. Yeah, before we knew about copyright. <laughs> so. Yeah, right. <laughs> we we fixed it. Okay, anybody out there listening who wants to be mean to us? Yeah, um, yeah. it's all fixed. Uh, but he, Tad says, and that made me want to send you guys a song I did back when the baby shark thing was all the rage. <laughs> now I know you don't do songs anymore, but I still want to send this to you, mostly because I want to see if it's as funny as I thought it was. It's done in the a baby shark-like style, and it's all me. I did the MIDI, wrote the song, did all the vocals, recorded it with my little home studio because everyone has a home studio nowadays, don't they? Sure. And all the mixing and mastering. So that is from Tad Mills, and that's the setup I assumed. Yeah. Have. Now we get yeah. to hear Baby Bear by Tad baby Mills. Bear. The song that you'll never get out of your head. Baby bear, he may look cute, but he'll eat your face off like it was fruit. <laughs> you should beware of baby bear, mommy yeah. bear. She may look nice, but she'll eat your face off and won't be twice. You should beware of mommy bear. Eat your face off. Eat your face. Your heart. You should beware of Daddy Bear. Grandma Bear. She may look sweet, but she'll eat your face off. She'll eat your feet. You should beware of Grandma Bear. Grandma Bear. She may look old. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. 
I, I, uh, uh, it is catchy. It is uh, an earworm. I asked him, could I play it on Red School Bus, which is a show I do for children. <laughs> he said, absolutely. So I'm going <laughs> to maybe make some kids cry, <laughs> but it'll be worth it. Oh, he's going to hit my face uh, He's going to hit my face off, mommy. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Tad. You're awesome. And I appreciate yes. you sharing your song with me anytime, dude. Anytime you got a song, especially for Red School Bus, I will play it. Uh, this is called Crapper Kid, and it's a great story from Dan Lewis in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. He says, I went to the park with a friend of mine to play a round of disc golf because uh, they had just installed a course. And we got about halfway through the course, and we were pretty much in the middle of nowhere when all of a sudden my body f- notified me that I needed to go number two, and it needed to do it now. So it's not just toddlers. Apparently, adults can get that, too. So Yeah, um, I, I knew that if we played a few more holes in the course that we would be near one of the restrooms in the park, and I was able to hold it till then, fighting stomach pain while trying to toss discs hundreds of feet, trying to make it into the baskets. It's not easy, but uh, once we got near the restroom, I made a beeline for it. I got there, <laughs> and of course, the door was shut. It was, no! Uh, yeah, I, no- I-, I knocked, and a tiny voice said, um, I'm going bathroom. Oh, no. <laughs> just great. It's bad enough that it was occupied, but then the kids started talking to me and he wouldn't stop. He asked me if I had kids, what their names were. He asked, he, he, he talked about what video games that they had. He told me some knock, knock jokes. And he told me that two quarters <laughs> equals 50 cents and that 50 plus 50 plus 50 plus 50 equals 200. And he wouldn't stop talking about random things. And I was trying to be nice, but I just wanted him to get done. So I kindly said, how are you doing in there? Are you almost done? And he said he was, but I swear he was in there for another <laughs> 10 minutes. I had to text my oh, friend please. and tell him what was going on. And he sent me a text back that just said, ha, 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 ha. So meanwhile, the kid just keeps <laughs> talking and talking. And I started thinking of alternate solutions. Should I use the women's restroom? No. Use it, go in the urinal? No. Go in the garbage can? No. Finally, the kid came out, and I got to do what I needed to do. So I finished up, and I washed <laughs> my hands. He says, always wash your hands, kids. And, and, and I don't think the kid before me did, and I should have told him to, because there were little poopy fingerprints all over the uh, toilet paper. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's the worst. No. That's the worst I've ever heard. Oh, anyway, man. we finished our round of disc golf and we went our separate no. ways. I picked up my daughter and a friend from the playground to take them home and they want to go through the drive through at Duncan. So as I'm sitting in the drive through, my body notifies me it's time for round two of number two. So anyway, I'll just wrap up this story and say <laughs> I made it home in time for round two with no kids involved. It was just an awful experience and I wouldn't wish this situation on my worst enemy. 50 plus 50 plus 50 plus 50 equals 200. Dan Lewis, Williamsport, Pennsylvania. I bet he'll never forget that math problem as long as he lives. <laughs> hey, do you have any kids? Yeah, I got several. I need to drop off at the pool. If you would hurry yeah. up. <laughs> oh, please go, please. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, what video All games right. do they have? Well, they got one called, <laughs> I don't know, Send Send the Bomb. The bomb to the to the bowl. I don't know. Just get off the toilet, would you? 
please, please, knock, knock, who's there? <laughs> Guy that needs to use the bathroom. Guy that needs to use the bathroom, who? Just get off the pot so I can go. Because you know he's just sitting there <laughs> swinging his legs, just thinking yeah. about life, you know? Oh, I got some poopy on my fingers. I'm going <laughs> to wipe it on the toilet paper. Yeah. Uh, so that means the kid probably didn't wipe. Or no, no, he did. He had to have because that's how he got the poop on his hands. Ah, ah, Kids are gross. See, this is why parents should assist their children when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah, they got to learn how to wash their hands properly. I, and also just to watch them in general. One time, I went to my brother's baseball game, and there was I went to the toilet, and I was at the urinal, and there was a, a wooden divider, and then another urinal a short one and there was a kid peeing in that one and all of mm. a sudden for no freaking reason at all i looked <laughs> down and he's pivoted and he is peeing on my shoe oh no and he's oh, laughing oh no. he's oh, laughing oh and i i i never swear but i think i swore <laughs> at that child <laughs> I said something like, I don't remember what the word was, but I remember it being gruff because I said, what the blank are you doing? What the blank? Yeah. I don't know what the blank was, like I said, but I did fill it in with something four lettered and bad. And he just stopped, zipped up and ran off before I could even finish. Cause I, I was midstream here, you know, <laughs> and, and I'm still to this day blown away the kid is probably 30 now <laughs> it's not peeing on people's shoes anymore hopefully hopefully not but what the heck what kind of I, it made me wonder about the youth of america for the whole time i've been mm. an adult because i'm like i was scared of adults when i was a kid you know especially strange kid adults yeah. that i didn't know in the freaking bathroom but this kid peed on me like he knew me and and second of all, does that even make sense? Did you do you, just because you know someone? Does that mean you can pee on them? No, no, no. It means you can never. say, "Hey, you old son of a gun!" You know, you're looking fatter than I ever saw you. You know, you can say stuff like that when you know somebody, but you don't pee on them. And and it's not a friendly gesture ever. You know, like no. we're so close to each other, we pee on each other's legs. You know, that's not it's a thing. Never. It's never okay. No, never. Not, not even girls do that. They'll be like, we share clothes, we share socks and shoes, but girls don't even <laughs> pee on each other. So, you know, I don't know. It's just a messed up thing, and it, I've never gotten over it. I'm 48 years old. That happened in my 20s, and that kid, I hope he had a terrible life. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm sure whiz. that the, the word that you said was heck. Yeah, I'm sure it just was. Just felt like, yeah. It wasn't what the, the it, it wasn't it, it it wasn't the uh the F bomb. I know that much. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That's good. Cuz I never do that I never say that before. one. I don't even know how it's pronounced, so no big deal. I don't even know what it is. I've just heard other people talk about it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> John invented it. But anyway, go ahead, John. Read us a story. I am so excited about this story. It's our last one. It's our last one, but I'm so excited about it because it comes to us from, and I see why you gave this to me. Uh, it comes to us from a, a young woman named Heidi Hakkinen. Oh, I would have said Hakkinen. 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 
I don't know. Well, I didn't look it up, so I, I'm butchering it, I'm sure. But Heidi is from Finland. Sweet. Finland, James. I didn't even know anybody lived in Finland. Yeah. But Heidi. Somebody named I'm just it. kidding. I, yeah, Finland. Um, Heidi wrote us from Finland, and I'm just I'm, I'm flabbergasted because that's so awesome. It is rad. We do have truly an international audience. And one day, we need to do a theme show just for non-Americans. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, let's, let's get on that. We should. I'll, I'll, well, I'll, I'll mention it next time. So okay, we'll mention it next time, and then it'll become a thing. So Heidi writes, and she says, "Hi, I'm Heidi, and I I don't know what a Finland accent sounds like, but I'm sure if I tried it, it would be terrible. So I'm not gonna. But I feel the urge to do it, so I'm not gonna <laughs> do it. Hi, I'm Heidi from Finland, and I finally remembered a story." <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't, shouldn't do that. <laughs> That's it. what I was thinking it would sound like, too, though. <laughs> I could share it with you now. <laughs> now it's going towards Switzerland. And now no one in Finland direction. will ever listen to us again. Oh, I'm sorry. I messed it up. Heidi, please forgive me. Um, she finally remembered a story I, that she could share with us, and that's what she says. She said, I had been a youth and children. Here I go again. <laughs> I had been a youth and children's <laughs> pastor in my church for some time. I was chatting with the senior pastor's kids after a service. The youngest was a 10-year-old at the time, a funny little dude. He asked me what I do for a living, and I was like, I'm your youth pastor, obviously. And he replied, I thought this church thing was just your hobby and that you have an actual profession like a climber. <laughs> like a climber. <laughs> like a climber. Like a real profession, like a, like a trash you know? man or something, yeah. you know. Yeah, a, a donut maker. Just something I on thought, the... Yeah. Something no, a climber. Climber. <laughs> I thought you had a real job, you know, like... Uh, you look you, know, you look like a climber to me. A climber. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, that's what they do in Finland, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, they climb. They get. They, mm. it's, a, it's a real thing there, so... Well, Heidi continues. She says, I thought this was just hilarious, especially coming from the pastor's kid. Yeah. I hope it makes it on the show. Oh, 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 hold on. There it is. <laughs> Thanks, Heidi. Oh. Heikinen. Yeah. I don't even know how to pronounce that. It's got a dumb low over the A. I put this in because um, it is funny to me because it hits home because I, you know, you were a children's pastor and a youth pastor, and I was a children's yeah. pastor and a youth pastor, and it is funny how many people don't think that pastors work. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and I, actually it, it's made a, a good joke because I, I said, you know, I heard that too. I believe that too. That's why I wanted to become one. And, and now I'm ticked <laughs> off. Yeah. Cause it's real work. It's you actually work a lot of work and, and you just don't understand how much work because mm. especially a children's and youth pastor, but especially children in particular, um, you, a, a, a senior pastor has a horrible job and I, and I, and I know this and all that, but I don't, I can't relate. So I'm just going to act like children's ministry is worse, uh, because you have so many more audiences that you have to deal with because it's not uh, just your kids, your, your congregation. You have to deal with another group of people called volunteers and you have to deal with another group of people called parents and you have to deal with another group of people called the board and then you have to deal with another group of people called your su your supervisors and the pastor. <laughs> and there yeah. is really no other job, a pastoral job in the church that has so many people that are watching them and scrutinizing that they have to cater to than the children's pastor. And that is a true statement. 
Mm. And wow. youth pastors know a little bit about it, but yeah. um, but children's ministry. I mean, you you get you get in trouble if you don't have enough children in your ministry. And it's like, wait a minute, none of my kids <laughs> drive. You know, <laughs> this is completely dependent on the senior pastor's ability to draw a crowd. Not my mm. ability as a, as a children's pastor. There's no one decides, you know, no kids decide uh, that it's time to go to church. It's the parents' job. So anyway, <laughs> it's it's just irritating to me that they that the people don't believe it's a real job, but it, it is a real job. And if you're a children's pastor out there, hats off to you because you have one of the hardest jobs in the church and nobody realizes or recognizes it. Yes. And I do. It so is, there you it's go. tough work. Oh, man. Well, God that, bless you. That is it. That is it. If you have a oh oh wait, I got an announcement. I from, I forgot about it, so I got to put it in Ooh, right an announcement. Now. An announcement. Um, currently, if you go to Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash that story show, we have a total of sixty six patrons, sixty six people who sponsor the program, and they are amazing. You've heard me talk about them and glow on them and talk and just talk them up and all this, but I want. I want more. I want 100 patrons. 100. 100. And if we can get 100 patrons, I promise you, I will shave my head. My (laughs) stupid, fat, bald head will be on display. I will record it. I will post it. And everyone in the world will be able to see it. I haven't done this since children's ministry, but I I talked to my wife she approved it. I passed it through the patrons and I said, guys, do you think this is a good idea? And some of them were like, no, don't do it. You look so good. Your hair is so great. And it's some of them hair. were like, don't do it because it takes forever to grow back. And, and I'm like, but I don't care about any of that. I, <laughs> I just want, you know, I, I don't want a bald head. I'll be honest. I don't because hey. they are right. And I am ugly with bald head. But um, <laughs> if you have ever considered supporting the show and have not done it, this is the time. So we're going to see is it, 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 in a couple of months. I'll do this uh, for, for December. We'll give it till December and see if we can get to 100 patrons. If we can get to 100 patrons, I will shave my head for Christmas and, <laughs> and I'll bring in the new uh-huh. year with a nice bald That'll head. That'll be the patron-only content, huh? It, it, it would have been Special both of us, patron. but John is already bald. So yeah, that's true. we couldn't use both yeah. of us. Somebody, How about if I grow hair? Somebody I'll in grow- the chat room <laughs> posted a, the last a picture of the last time that I went bald uh, for, for charity. So, yeah, I was a lot you younger. Don't have then. a bad looking head, dude. I, it looks awesome, dude. I'm I, I got a lot more weight on my face now. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I'll, I'll look like a like somebody just took a beanbag and just dropped it on the ground, where it'd be all skinny up top and big old fat down at <laughs> the bottom. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, so that's it. That's what we're shooting for, for a hundred patrons by the new year. If you can be a part of that, that would be great. It's, I'll just tell you the, the upfront cost It's $5 a month. Um, if you want to pay annually, I think it's like $54, you save 16%. And, um, so anyway, that's, that's what we're doing. We're just doing a little promo. And if you want to see me shave my head, uh, then so be it. Uh, I'm a patron today. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, hundred, hundred. We'll do it at a hundred uh, patrons. 
So we'll yeah. see, see you then. Anyway, that's it. If, uh, if if you have a funny life story, of course, the most important thing is for you to send it in. So whatever your story is, send it. Email or audio to thatstoryshow at gmail.com. Now, if it's about your dog killing freaking kittens, do not send that crap in. <laughs> we will rewrite it. Yes, we will rewrite your story. But if we used your story, we owe you a sticker. Email us your address. Thatstoryshow.com is the website. Review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash NLCast. And thanks to our patrons for your support with special thanks to our producers, James Spangler, Jennifer Kennison, Eric Kube, Carrie Wright, and Christopher Tynan. Support the work we do. Get more from your favorite podcasts, including a bald host at patreon.com slash thatstoryshow. And remember, when something weird, annoying, embarrassing, or horribly 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 insane happens to you like having to talk to a kid who's pooping uh don't get stressed (laughs) don't get depressed just think this belongs on that story show we'll see you guys next week thanks john thanks james oh man my nose itches suit up nero (laughs) suit up i'm telling you i'm gonna turn that into a t-shirt (laughs) <laughs> we do have new t-shirt designs up on the store. So if you go to yes. nlcast.com slash store, there is a brand new I have news for you Norwegian lady t-shirt design that I did this week. Check it out at uh, nlcast.com slash store. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. God bless. <laughs> Ball head. My wife will, will be upset, but she said she'd get over it. Mm. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success.